Can I reveal something about myself to open? Yeah. So I've never told anyone this before, but this is a serious part of my inner monologue that I've been trying to reckon with oh. for the past few Wait, years. time out, time out, time out, time out. Is this the thing where you call yourself Marmon in your head all no, the time? No, oh, Okay. I don't do that. It's been many years since I did that. Uh, whenever I hear a five-syllable phrase, particularly a five-syllable phrase that I think sounds funny, uh, my brain will then be like, what if this was said in the cadence of the verses of the Kings of Leon song, Sex on Fire? Uh, I don't know why. You, wait, time out. Didn't you have another thing that's exactly like this, though? Possibly. I, ha- I definitely. That's definitely a kind of thing that I'll do, but this one sp- is a very specific one that's been going on for years now. This is, so I've is... been spending all week just going like, jigging the fat man, jigging the fat man. Yes, the I fat do man. Uh, American yeah. Woman. You'd think for me it'd be like Ghost of the Boner or something. Exactly. Sex on I was Fire, say, a song I don't like and never have. I was about to say, uh, is this where you reveal that you've secretly liked Sex on Fire all of these years? No, from the minute, minute I first heard it, I was like, the song's not very good. Yeah, but, I think everybody felt that way. Um, no, I did, that, I did. I will admit that I liked Use Somebody a bit back in the day as far as like radio yeah, songs I, I go. Liked, it was like good. It had a cool bass line. So Sex on Fire was always like, this is lame. Yeah, I like, yeah, no, of course I like Use Somebody. I like you too. <laughs> yeah, it's like what if you two went to like a Baptist college instead of or like a Baptist yeah a Baptist college or instead of just edge, instead of just never discovered you know. delay pedal yeah like what what if every element of the band was like way worse like not just worse yeah, exactly. but like dramatically worse and that's you know hey good for them yeah glad they so made some that was, money that was, that was a vulnerable moment for me so I hope I'm glad that you guys are <laughs> welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. So when was the last time you guys saw a show that both ended with a rapist committing suicide and also featured a dog that has a tuba playing in the background as part of the same episode? I can. Uh, here's a question I have. Uh, can dogs have sleep apnea? Because that dog looked like it needed a CPAP machine. <laughs> no, I mean, that dog is a severe, you know, years of, like, that's an Uga level dog of just, like, this shouldn't be alive. And it's actually, it actually should be because they're cruel that it was born. But, uh, you know. Perfect Every time dog for the get, fat man, though. He looked exactly like him, which yeah, is I, I love it. Part. Needs more fat man. I can't. <laughs> Seven, uh, yeah, I ten, can't believe I don't it. Know. Needs more fat man. <laughs> I really can't believe that the show is called Jake and the Fat Man, and I was like, mm, you know what? I didn't get a lot of <laughs> either of them, really. We got a lot of them both. They in don't the talk first to each other second at episode, all. No. Yeah. What is up with and that? Ever one, he's Fat Man. I really, I'm really trying not to sound fat phobic when I describe this show, but it does feel like every it's scene from the Fat Man Jake is Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying to be better, but the general energy he brings to this is this guy just completely housed a meatball sub after going up a flight of stairs. <laughs> I feel like, like I, truly, I see this guy in Chicago so often. Yeah. I, it does feel like if I were in the in the writer's room, I would be saying, unironically, when Fat Man isn't on the screen, the audience should be asking, where's Fat Man? <laughs> it's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there and he's just like, Jake Allison. And you're like, I can't get over this fucking thing. <laughs> his, his voice is incredible. 
See, well, we like okay. Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah. We might, uh, might not have well, a lot to his say. Voice is, his voice is why we need to talk about William Conrad's career, but I guess first you should introduce the show. Since yeah. Folks, after, after a brief period out in the wilderness in that we had other things going on in our lives, we have returned to you at the dawning of the, t- of the tides. This is As You Know. Is it almost season three? <laughs> uh, this is episode sixty-six, so we have. Okay, so no, we're halfway. No, so this is actually every, we just came. February, if we're if just we about to come back from the mid-season finale, I guess. Then, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's where we just came we're back from. We're entering the mid-season finale because I'm dramatically moving. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Can 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 relationships stand the test of time? Can they handle an even bigger difference in time zones? Find out. At the end of this episode, no, Frankly, the answer is yes. I'm not the one who's going to be having that issue, but it's going to be probably fine. It's <laughs> as you know, the podcast dedicated to covering the first and last episodes of television shows. I'm Ian Benson, currently running for, I guess, senator of California. It's Matt Ciani. The future is bright. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole tagline. <laughs> Uh, just moving here from New York after being, I guess, relieved from the force for using excessive force. I'm not really sure on what was going on with that other guy. Uh, it's Travis Marmon. Hey, it's uh, Travi Daytona. <laughs> I mean, that's a new persona we could create for you. Regular human detective. And um, currently incarcerated for his many crimes at Stephen Doughton. Yeah, Steven's off giving people horse drugs and putting on music that sounds very suspiciously like Primus, but I'm pretty sure isn't. <laughs> suspiciously <laughs> like Primus? It didn't sound like a Primus song, I know, but I was like, is this a, I was going to IMDb, I was like, is this a Primus song? Because <laughs> this sounds like them. But there was no... Uh, somehow the, I, the IMDb soundtrack sections are sparse on these. When you put on Primus at home, do you ever say to yourself, party time? <laughs> no, sadly. Nor do I Are go around start? singing Eric Clapton songs uh, in my fucking apartment. Travis, why were you around. in a lift today playing um, uh, Tom Sawyer? T- Tom Sawyer? Uh, because I had to uh, sort of shipping Alex's car for the move, but she's out of town, so I had to do it. Uh, and the guy made me like Got him at a Lowe's or whatever, and then I had no ride home, so... That makes more sense. I just saw you messaging that. And most times when I know people are riding one of those things, they're going to the airport or they're drunk. So I just like to imagine you with a midday bus fucking bang right out. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you know, I hope he's okay. He was talking about not having a TV or any books. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like, it's it's a struggle. I, I, I want to tell you, Travis, I know what you should do. And I messaged it on two separate tweets. I think this is the time where you sit down and you watch Tokyo Olympiad on your laptop. On my iPad. <laughs> on your iPad. <laughs> a three-hour beautiful sports documentary with no narration that's just hot jocks being hot and competing in sports. This is what you do. I think the good thing about uh, about Jake and the Fat Man is it's the opposite of that. There isn't a single good-looking person on either of the two <laughs> episodes that we watched. I mean, Jake could maybe be like... Like fifties handsome. Artificial. I know that this show that's tri- made that stripper who got killed was attractive. Jake is supposed to be handsome. He, he I mean, he's chiseled. His he face is chiseled for sure. I don't know. How do you feel about the dad from the Brady Bunch? The dad from the Brady Bunch. He played. The, he's the, the politician in the first. Oh, is that? I was wow. like, I was like trying to place him, and yeah, I couldn't. That's, that's the most famous person that was on this show. 
Did you see that uh, Burke Devlin was a frequent guest on this show, but he wasn't in this episode? Oh, I missed that. The square-jawed king himself. We had a weird pseudo-all-star connection in that William Conrad was the narrator for the opening of the show Manimal, which I believe we discussed on the Baywatch episode. Can you repeat that? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) William Conrad, a.k.a. the fat man, uh, did a lot of voice work in his career because A, he has a cool voice, and B, he looks like that. He does have a cool voice. One of the things he did was the narration of Manimal. Uh, Matt, I think it's, you know, as with all times when you pick a show, I, I think it's self-evident why, <laughs> but Matt. No, this one's been such a long time coming. Um, well, it also yeah, be this, a one, this one's very different yeah. than the rest of Matt's picks. So no, but the Matt I, well, this pick, is like the, the equalizer. The over, this, this is in that genre of pick. The overwhelming reaction anytime I tell someone, I'm like, oh, I got to do the podcast tonight. They're like, oh, what show is it? And then I say it. They're like, what? And that's always a Matt one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that, I mean, the reason I picked it this week is because all of my other picks uh, were not available because when you pick NBA on NBC, um, things get taken down due to copyright reasons. Ian could not uh, locate a place to watch The Crocodile Hunter or I could not believe this was tonight. easier to find than Croc Hunter. Okay, well, okay, for starters, you're jumping over two other shows I forget before we get other, to Crocodile Hunter. Or the other picks. Because first you asked about body shaping. Yes, and body Travis shaping would be incredible with, if we watched that. There's, there's no universe that that's available anywhere. <laughs> well, just, there is no way that it's easier to find. Because there was Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. And then I, w- the thing is, is that Crocodile Hunter is from that specific era where all releases of it aren't actually episodes. They just do like best of things. Yeah. Is it because so it was watch like VHS a best like, and, they, and they didn't put it out on DVD? Yeah, stuff like era? that. Well, or or it's like they're it's like early DVDs, but they're all compilations and being yeah. like, here's the best of because they wouldn't do the giant box sets quite yet. And like, and what, is it in any kind of rights related issues? Like, what is animal? I don't even know who. Yeah, what's animal up with Animal Planet? Planet. It, it was uh, listen, guys. I was so committed to this, I spent a dollar of my money to check and see if I could find it on Discovery Plus, and I couldn't. So it's like it's like really like, not on anything. Like I'm not above yeah. paying. To you spent money to check. If yeah, I couldn't. I it? wouldn't let me check otherwise, and I was like, "It's ninety nine cents. That's fine." That's, I to check. That's I just, bizarre. I feel like we're due for like it to just be brought to streaming because Croc Hunter was like a phenomenon. Well, yeah. and then so day. yeah, so and then I was like, "Oh, there's the there's the TV show that was like following his family," and Matt was immediately dismissed it. And then he <laughs> asks about Lopez tonight, and then I went down a very deranged couple hours. Yeah, talk shows are going to hours. Be- uh, yeah, just a couple hours there of me just being like, can I find Lopez tonight? How delightful would it be? Uh, but then uh, then I found Jake and the Fat Man. and Thank you for your for your noble work. I am for my still service. sad about Lopez tonight. That would be really good. Listen, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not giving up on any of those ones. It just was going to take a little bit more time since it suddenly was like, ah, it's, uh, uh, this is when I'd like to have these things up by at the minimum. Yeah. The person I, I, who's most I really don't want to give up on watching like full sports games also. Yeah, well... I, I want to say the person who's most at fault is the NBA because yeah, there even was a uh, Reddit post today, a thread on r slash NBA about, hey, has anyone else noticed that there used to be f- channels that would do full games on YouTube and in the last couple of weeks they disappeared, that, which means they're on to us. Yeah. <laughs> they got the room bugged. To the episode that's not out yet. <laughs> they were like, we see people keep searching for this specific game on YouTube, so we got to take it down. I don't know. I'm, I'm pissed for about shame it. shame on you, Adam Silver. 
unfortunately, our in with the NBA is too new at their job. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, in a few too far, too many steps removed. Hey, maybe someday we can be tapes. like, use. can you talk to Chris Paul about, you know, or Dame Lillard. Dame, uh, not the CJ president McCall of the players. Yeah, yeah, CJ McCollum. Can you talk to CJ? They told me about running uh, like uh, a presentation with all of the player reps, and I just was like then immediately Googling who the reps are on each team and imagining them being more starstruck. And also like to imagine that this person then walked by um, Jalen Brown and was like, they're going to try and trade you for Kevin Durant. <laughs> Become unsatisfied now. I don't think they know about that. Also, they Tweet. seem like the kind of person who uh, would not know who a few of those people were wishing for them. I like the idea now of asking them, hey, name NBA players, and they start naming ones you haven't heard of that because would they're be very amazing. active in the union and you be, don't that realize That would be it. spectacular. Some end of I would love guy, that. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like me checking to see who the Cavs rep was, and I was like, Dylan Windler's the Cavs <laughs> union <bizarre>. guy? <laughs> Because it's not like he's got it's not like he's got to focus on you know watching oh, yeah. tape you, and you stuff know, like that. You know, you know how bench <laughs> do the oh, you know how stuff. bench guys it should guys. be an end of bench guy. We got to save all this you know, for the NBA you know, Travis, episode. How bench oh, guys yeah. famously <laughs> don't. This was supposed to be the NBA don't episode. work hard to try to get on you the just court. Talk you know about how basketball? they all just give up and stop trying. Like the, you know the bench guy, they don't have to do anything. They don't try yeah. to help scout. They don't. They don't try to see what might happen if they got to, yeah, get to play at, in the game. They literally just do nothing and talk to the union. The greatest play. The greatest role to be in any NBA is superstar's brother that gets to be the end bench guy because of that. Yeah, does Zoran Dragic ever work for the NBA PA? Alternately, <laughs> alternately, I have the minor um, veteran who went to a few All Star games, but is now thirty six and is just there as kind of guidance. That guy is also a great guy to be. Guy yeah, who's a coach yeah. at this you point. Don, yeah, Udonis yeah. Haslam is. You know, you know what I'd like to see? They should just bring in like Teamsters union rep guys to sit on the bench. On like <laughs> just on the Knicks, yeah. NBA PA should see if they could join the Teamsters. It's I, pretty, I like you know, the it's idea. It's a much broader union than it used to be. <laughs> I do. I do like the idea of a coach saying something to a player, and then the player being like, "I would like my union steward to could be happen. present for this conversation." <laughs> do, we, do we know that it? Do we know that it's never happened? Oh, we don't. You're right. <laughs> you uh, know, but the thing is, is Kyrie would be the one to do that. If, if anyone else did it, it wouldn't be annoying. This is our sports episode. It's why we're talking about Jake. Anyway, why did you wind up settling man? for Jake and the Fat Man after all this <laughs> rap? Uh, okay. The thought process was I had all these ideas and my like real one that I knew I was going to pick at some point that I was kind of trying to save was Jake and the Fat Man, mostly because I liked that there was a five season show called Jake and the Fat Man that nobody's ever heard of. But, you know, except as that it had a bunch of spinoffs. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have a bunch of spinoffs. It only had the one. And what diagnosis murder? Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's it. And then the diagnosis I murder like that, itself. That, they that, tried to do a spinoff. That was a season. spinoff of Jake and the Fat Man, and Jake and the Fat Man was apparently like the first show ever to air the idea that a doctor could solve crimes. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, we need to make this show immediately." <laughs> and yeah. it and also it and of itself is a spinoff of Matlock. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also just this I do like the idea that television like, debris. Yeah, with television ephemera. <laughs> I like that Matlock is the is the other show that Andy Griffith was in, and then I like that Diagnosis Murder is the other show that Dick Van Dyke was in. But it's yeah. not, it doesn't carry over. Like, it, could you imagine if like Jake and the Fat Man starred like Don Knotts if he was Jake? <laughs> we love to talk about Don Knotts. 
I was trying to think of a guy. Like Jackie Gleason was the fat man. Oh fuck! If Jackie Gleason was the fat man, though, that's the. That's I the think only the fat man's perfect. Of a certain era I can the, the fat man is already ideal to me. I just want more. So my ideal form of Jake and the Fat Man is Jake is played by Joseph Cotton, and then the Fat Man is just seventies Orson Welles. <laughs> like, could you just oh, him with a him with a big bulldog. <laughs> Paul Mason. <laughs> what, what I really loved uh, learning about with this show, like like Matt said, nobody watched the show, although it did go for five seasons. But part of why it survived, no one was, has heard of this show. Part of why it survived, people have heard of it because they know the history of Seinfeld and that it was lower in the ratings than Jake and the Fat Man at the beginning. That's it. That's all you're saying. It's really it. funny. But and that's and that's some trivia. But even but, that, like that's but, just was, like the average so, person doesn't know that. So it had bad ratings, but the network liked it, and they had Magnum PI, which was very popular and was the same kind of shtick, uh, and Magnum PI got canceled. Famously, Magnum PI was set in Hawaii, and they were like, "Fuck, we have this expensive studio in Hawaii. We need to use. What if we just moved Jake and the Fat Man there, and it'll pick up the Magnum PI viewers because it's a similar vibe." It's Hawaii, and then it moved to Hawaii for like half a season, and then went back to LA. <laughs> We have I want to um, see one of the uh, Hawaii episodes of Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> Canonically, the Fat Man is a former Honolulu PD officer or something. Of course, yeah. He, uh, he's he got that classic Hawaii accent. Guys, yeah, guys like that are always growing up on, on Kauai. And... Do you know who, um, Matt, you mentioned a, you know, like a person that could have appeared. Um, we could have had a, a very specific type of As You Know All-Star, the As You Know behind-the-scenes All-Star. Because uh, in 1990, a writer and executive story consultant for Jake and the Fat Man was, of course, Mick J. Michael Straczynski. Now, who here remembers who J. Michael Straczynski oh, is? It dude. seems like Travis does. Uh, he created Babylon 5. Yeah. <laughs> and now, can you imagine the Fat Man on the, ba- on the Babylon the fat 5? Fat Man in space. <laughs> <laughs> just him sitting there, just like... You know, just wiping sweat off his brow, getting annoyed that he had to go down to level four. And he's like, ah, gravity's different here. The fat man having to investigate the case involving that alien where if you look at them, you like <laughs> your life changes or whatever. If you look at them straight <laughs> look up. Into their, look at their face like you realize some unbearable truth. <laughs> I forgot our extended bit about like, would you go in? You're just, you walk you up into a party, party and they're just like, yo. <laughs> If you go look at that alien, your life is different. Look at that like guy you go. in a hoodie. <laughs> you look at this guy. You look at this guy in this sick hoodie. Oh, Jake. And the nobody fat man. calls him the Fat Man in either of these two episodes. They call him JL because his name JL. is Jason Leventure McCabe or something. He has like some weird, crazy second name. Yeah, Jason McCabe. Lockenvar. Lachinvar. It's L. L O C H McCabe. I-N-V-A-R. Something I really noticed about this show, and we can talk about it further, I just want to set this motif for for the two episodes that we're about to discuss. I just really notice how much this show really loves and respects female people. Oh, really my God. Like, really puts <laughs> it them is really in, bad. 
<laughs> really puts them in positions of power. Uh, really, really shows a lot of agency and yep. good decision making uh, on their part. Really rounds them out as as very complex characters with complex motivations. A lot of conversations amongst themselves. Really, yeah. uh, at the very least, the show could have used a sassy like front desk lady or something. I well, that's because every show could use an Annie anything. Potts. Anything like, at all. Instead, what we get is somebody gets drugged and then forgotten about for half of an episode, and they're like, how do we prove that he did the crime? We did pull somebody who got drugged out of his car. We are all in agreement, though, that the best performance in either of these episodes is the guy whose retirement party it is, and the look on his face when the dancer... Uh, does a handstand and reveals oh, yeah. that her ass says 60 on 60, it and it yeah. cuts to that guy who does the best <laughs> job looking like a cartoon wolf of anyone I've ever seen. It's like I the did, one where I did very recently write 30 on my ass. Uh, so I was very happy about this bit. Were there two dashes around it? Was it the end of a, a news story? I like that, that you just like, let me get oh, off I like get a it. really like quasi specific joke instead of going and tell us more, Steven. No, no, we don't need any more. Uh, yeah. Oh, let your hey, hey listener, let your imagination go wild. Yeah, or or I could tell the story and Matt could do that thing like he did <laughs> that one it's time. Just a long beep. Yeah, it's a long beep. Yeah. Well, the uh, actual thing. Not, it, well, no. So the actual thing is just what you didn't know is that on the front, Stephen had written three, so it was three on his dick and then three on his one ass cheek and <laughs> and zero on the other one. It wasn't thirty. It was the three three zero. He was, was repping the area code. Yeah, I was repping. It's like LeBron Ohio. got the tattoo on the shoulder. Fuck yeah, soul in area. <laughs> Um, I guess <laughs> I, I uh, like the like I don't want to say directly where we are from even though it's I been mentioned multiple area. times on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Solon had some four four zero in there too. The the <laughs> let's talk uh, about area codes. <laughs> this is very interesting. Um, you know, no, it kind of suck that every brewery is like we got to make a beer after an area code. It's a little that's, boring. That's way more of an Ohio thing than it is when elsewhere. You, Even though uh, I know I'm coming from the city of the the widely distributed I was going to say, I've never seen it talking? from any other brewery in Illinois, though. Yeah, because they all know they that all, 312, 312 is the yeah. one that did it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's famous. Did somebody make 773? Like yeah. a shitty version of 312. I mean, that's actually not a bad idea. That's kind of, sure this is genuinely kind of... If, yeah, but I don't know, what's the so, suburbs? Okay. Go on. <laughs> I just no. I, I just, did. Let's talk about area codes. Yeah, let's talk about area codes. I. How I many, ho- how, many ho- how many area codes you got hosing? Hose. Ah, oh, Stephen. Isn't that ludicrous? Yeah, he has hose in every area code. <laughs> I have hose in. Well, so, okay. So in Ireland, the thing is, we instead of area codes, we have air codes. And what the hell? <laughs> so. <laughs> Why is everything in Ireland like the mirror universe from Star Trek? <laughs> like it's so close. Air codes. So are you fucking yeah, air, with us? Air, air spe- <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm uh, googling this to make sure. It no, but wait, but it's spelled E I R, like like uh, like the way that Ireland, the beginning of Ireland, is spelled in Ireland. It's one word too. Air code. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making shit up, guys. Why would I ever do that? Um. So the thing about air codes 
is that every residence has an air code because of the fact that streets are named so shittily here and nobody knows how to fucking get anywhere and there's so much rural nonsense that if you actually want to get somewhere, you just put in the air code because it is a residence. The air code is a residence. And Ireland is so small that with letter number number, letter number number number, you can every single house, apartment complex, business, whatever, has its own distinct air code. So if you put in an air huh. code, you will go to a place. That's this cool. This is the nice. fucking no, but no, this is the uh, the uh, the hack comedian in um, Wet Hot American Summer. You know, my I'm so old. My my social security number is seven. That's for this country. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, the the sh- they're, they're, the action movies where they just don't have any female characters at all in them, or like you know whatever fantasy books. That just don't have female characters. Like Lord of the Rings before they shooped in a couple of females into the movie just so that they'd have shooped some... Shooped in a couple of females. <laughs> you know. Shoop, there it is. <laughs> you know, or you just kind of slide them in there. Like, those are so much more respectful to women than this show, where it's like, what are women? Oh, I don't know. Things to have affairs with, things to drug for yeah. your gain, things to murder in general. Yeah. <laughs> Annoying wives. Like it was really just every single like is like, oh, what other way can we be a stereotype at women in a No, this show way? needed a more the, the, the fat man needed to spend all of his time complaining about his annoying bitch of a wife. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it like even our first victim on this show is like the woman who gets the most characterization and it's that she's this dang daffy broad that's gonna like sink his campaign it's just right. not good it's so bad <laughs> when when she yeah. said how many times have you promised you're gonna leave your wife i was like you gotta get out of there you gotta get out of there I, it was like a horror movie and i'm just like get out of there <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe maybe at this time period like that wasn't as cliched as it is now maybe people didn't know about that little i'm thing. i'm so tired i've i think i've said this before on this podcast I'm so tired of just making things about affairs. And so many modern yeah. novels are just like, and there's this affair. I'm like, I'm tired. So? No. No, there's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. I, I'm sweating because my next pick was The Affair. Get ready for then for us to. <laughs> no, we're, it's great. I'd love to talk, talk about uh, Joshua Jackson some more. What's the, hey, what's the. Um, more a tyranny. W- hey, there's that guy who's pretty well respected. He wrote Cider House Rules, and then he's another Irving, book. Jonathan Irving. Yeah, it has another book with Cuckold in the subtitle. Um, are you asking what that one is called? Yeah, what's that one called? It's like one. It's like one for the one for the cuckolds or something like that as the subtitle. Wh- one for the cuckolds? Something like that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm googling one for the uh, cuckolds because if that's not a thing, yeah. <laughs> we got a new podcast. We got to work, work on. One flew over the cuckold's nest is a real uh, Steven display name. The world according to Garp has like a fucking subtitle. uh, Or is that the name of that book? Yeah. That That is is the the name name of a book. book. Yeah. So, okay. That's probably his most famous book. Right. And second. Um, I don't see anything about it being called one for the cuckolds. (laughs) (laughs) The world according to Garp. (laughs) The world according to Garp, and then they do the colon or one for the cuckolds. Yeah, that's what I... Is that not the thing? 
Let's have a toast for I'm the cuckold. <laughs> I'm not seeing this, <laughs> but we are getting some great material out of this, I, I don't so I'm down to keep a going. Subtitle anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a thing you dreamed. <laughs> Garp, okay, okay, okay. In, in the book, is it a book within a book? Okay, maybe. maybe. He read a book within a book called The Second Wind of the Cuckold. Okay. <laughs> is, is that what right? you're thinking of, I bet. I think that is what I'm thinking of, I suppose. There's a lot of yes. cucks in the world according to Garp, though. It's what Irving loves almost as much as bears and wrestling is. <laughs> Cuck stuff. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that John Irving was uh, um, Andrew Sullivan. <laughs> okay, so affairs. Jake and the fat man. Oh, we're talking about Andrew Sullivan again. Sorry. We, <laughs> uh, Kyle is having an affair with this dumb bitch broad. Um, <laughs> Kyle. Okay, you can't say up, Kyle without any instruction who Kyle is. <laughs> Kyle Williams is. Uh, not the former Bills defensive tackle, but a uh, guy who you is running for Senate, that. who's played by Robert Reed from the Brady Bunch, and is heavily endorsed by the Fat Man because they used to be deputy DAs together. It's uh, so he's weird. currently a district attorney. It's so weird that Robert Reed, who yeah, you as you said, um, was Mike Brady, at some point decided he was gonna like turn into like an artist's rendition of of an aged Alex Trebek. Dude, no, this guy's mustache is like maybe one of the worst I've ever seen. Don't put this on. Don't don't talk about Trebek in the same sentence. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Did I'm you just see this guy's got, fucked up mustache? It is. It, 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 it was so disorienting that I didn't realize that this was the father of the Brady Bunch until Travis said something. But he's running for Senate, but he's also having an affair with one of his staffers who really wants I to will say, his wife already. Excellent casting on scumbag senator. He looks like one. Yes. He looks like somebody who would like we would pro- like not sorry not we uh, some people would protest by maybe holding a human spine outside his door as they tell him to find one. He also kind of reminds me of Dave Wanstat somehow simultaneously. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> What's the what was the campaign slogan again? The future is bright. The future is bright. I can't I can't do that. Hey, I was going to say now I'll try to do Wanstat. Fuck, you're right. He does have a Wanstead like like this kind of energy to. I don't know. I don't know. I love the idea. Um, uh, once again, we mentioned the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I yeah, I would love that. Uh, just Yinzer, Jake and the Fat Man. Is there any notable Sorry. Pittsburgh set shows? Uh, talk Pittsburgh. about Jake and the Fat Man. I will be gonna, I'm gonna start. Put, I'm gonna pitch Yinzer Country, or no, it's gonna be called Iron City. That can be a Pittsburgh crime drama. Yeah. They tried to make a Portland cop show a few years ago called Stump Town. I feel like this Ugh. would be in the same vein. That's so stupid. Pittsburgh I, set shows. Let's see. Queer as Folk. Queer Wait, as Folk, queer is, as folk in is in Pittsburgh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Not what I would have guessed. <laughs> Very low on the list of cities I would have assumed that that show took place yeah, No, I'm right there with you. Uh, they're doing a lot. Yeah, this list is. Uh, oh, you know, apparently, oh, uh, Banshee is set somewhere in that Banshee, area. I guess. Wow. I think it's set in like a rundown, like Rust Belt town or whatever. When are it's we gonna like, watch Banshee, oh, dude? I'd love to talk about Tony Starr some more. So I, I'm, no, I'm gonna. Pick Do people call a, him uh, that? One of my future people picks is him. gonna be the show Adventure Time, but the one from that ran from 1958 to 1979. God damn you! <laughs> what? <man. laughs> what? <laughs> 
Is it said in bits? Yes. <laughs> what? On, okay, I just want to say, on the list of television shows set in Pittsburgh, they, I kid you fucking not, they have an, they, li- they, they mention sporting events, but also they just say the black and yellow music video, which is not a television <laughs> show. show. Give but they're just like, oh. Listen, there are people who live in Pittsburgh who are desperate for this Wikipedia page to be expanded. You gotta let them have it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, are there did, any Code Orange videos on there? Did Pendleton like, Ward <laughs> grow up in Pittsburgh and watch Six O'Clock Adventure slash Adventure Time on local Pennsylvania news? Like, <laughs> like what? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess some of these are okay. Now this is so when they said the list I'm at is actually a list of television shows shot in Pittsburgh, uh. which makes it even the funnier then when they're like, yeah, 22 episodes of Monday Night Football were shot in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically true. <laughs> technically true. Also set in Pittsburgh. Shot and set in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, that's where I'm just like, okay, sure. There you go. You got football games. Sometimes they were like, we fil- we, <laughs> we filmed this at a studio to cut costs, but it's. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh, but it's actually Vancouver. That's what the USFL there should do. There was that game that Heinz Ward was in that was shot in Gotham. Yeah. Jake and the Fat Man. Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> he's Yeah, so the senator, he's having an affair. And, uh, no, no, candidate. He's a candidate. For, right. He's, a, he's a district attorney that's running for Senate. Fat and Man comes out and is just like, I believe in this man. And you're all like, Woo! People like, people like, so yeah, does my dog. they like him. He seems really likable. People my like dog is a great DA judge of character. For some reason. He kind of sounds exactly like what you'd expect him to sound like, given the big mustache and the fact that he's a detective. But he's not anymore. He's a district attorney. He doesn't attorney. quite sound like McGruff the crime dog the way that I do right now. Yeah. God. <laughs> he, got, he got too fat to be a detective and he was made a detective. <laughs> Travis. His name is Travis. the Fat Man. Yeah, it's really hard to talk about Sorry. this one. His name is no. Fat Man. <laughs> Steven, I am normally with you. I am normally with you. I'm even but it still is literally... with you, but we have to talk about the show on its own terms. <laughs> yeah. I'm only, right. I'm doing, right. I'm let's talk about the, no, let's listen, talk about we, the we show mentioned... on its own terms and talk about how women... But I want to say, on the own terms of the show, J. Michael Straczynski, the man who was hired to run the show was quoted as he was hired after pitching a story that let Conrad sit down for almost every scene. <laughs> His own faux slogan for the show was he can't act, he can't walk, together they fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the star of the show... Which is weird because they are, Ironside already existed. That's how the star of the show described it. Oh my god. It's impossible to talk about this. <laughs> this show has no respect for itself. Which were is all the female actors walking yeah. around being like, yeah, things were better when we weren't allowed to have male jobs. And, you know, we, we just... I think the female actors walking around being like, I'm glad someone hired me to do this day job because I am tired of being... Yeah, every, every person who did this show really is happen. the birds from... Like, is one of the dinosaurs in the Flintstones looking at the camera going, it's a living! Yeah. <laughs> Like, all the people now in Chicago that are like, great news, everyone. I played a corpse on Chicago Fire. Right, exactly. Like, this was, like, the, the kind of thing, like, the best you could Okay, get, but Travis, you really were stepping on my bit with that. I'll just say. What was the bit? What? I don't know what your you, bit was, but I'm going to say... <laughs> Wait, then double what? <laughs> Travis, not only stepping on a bit, but completely unaware? 
I got mad when I listened back to the uh, Penn and Teller episode, and there was once again the moment of Travis not listening to me at all and going, huh, I wonder if they were a fan of the game, and it breaking my brain. <laughs> so, so uh, Adventure Time slash 6 O'Clock Adventure, uh, WTAE. Yeah, tell me about 6 O'Clock uh, Adventure. Well, so yeah, so one of them originally, Jim Martin became a puppeteer on Sesame Street, so, you know, humble beginnings. You know how that oh, goes. hey, there um, uh, wasn't Mr. Rogers uh, a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh show? Yeah. Cool. There hey, we go. Uh, one of my favorite, I just wanted to bring up the in the corner. Oh, man, my battery's running low. In the corner, uh, it says picture format, black and white, 1958 to question mark. Color, question mark to 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in the 21 years it switched. We'll never know. But we know that it started in black and white and it ended in color. <laughs> yeah, we lost that. We lost that fact in the when the, the Library of Alexandria burned. Just one of the great mysteries we'll never have, truly they didn't know. Even have the year. It's not like they're trying to get the date. Just like, <laughs> no, like no. 1958 to question. Eventually, what do you think? This is a perfect like you, opportunity for one of us to find that out and be a Wikipedia contributor. That's true. And do do some or, good in the world. Or conversely, we can just lie like that woman who was writing all the fake Russian history and <laughs> yeah. uh, on Chinese Wikipedia. If you read that, that article, was really awesome. I no, I didn't. Yeah, she was just inventing like whole wars, but was like had it created other alternate accounts, and everyone was like, "Wow, look at this really uh, like this amazing scholar." And then it turned out she was just a housewife who was just sitting in a house in China, just fucking writing historical fiction, <laughs> but on Wikipedia. <laughs> And it like created like dummy accounts to help verify it all like that, and it's just like, That's damn, brilliant. people do have rich interior lives. <laughs> so Paul Shannon had an alter ego whose name was Nosmo King. Uh, oh, yeah, this is still Adventure Time. Silent bearded man in dark sunglasses. Now, if you write Nosmo King into you know say a URL, um, you'll find that it has secret. Wait, is this an anti-tobacco yeah. TV yeah. show? Is that what the whole thing oh, it's is? It's just a kids' TV show, like really, like you know. Do you know what I mean? Very saccharine. I'm sure it's very saccharine. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it's like Gritty. psychedelic, so people think it's for adults. Nosmo King, also great uh, football group name. Jake and the Fat That's Man. That's show. So. The fat man endorses this guy. We're <laughs> <laughs> two minutes in. The woman he's having an affair with is classic, being as you know. Oh, also, hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't talk about that. The very beginning of this show oh is just suddenly them talking <laughs> that was about amazing. each other. Yeah, which yeah. is we should have honestly the intro for this. We should have pre-written a thing. We can't. We just, can. Like, we talk. We about still can fucking do that. Fucking we time. can edit it. Wait, do they talk more than once in these two episodes? Jake and the Fat Man. Get, there's so, so little, little of the Fat Man in the finale. And then the Fat Man just like wanders into his apartment. He's like, what are you? Like a crooked love, fucking cop really out of your port The other guy who is neither Jake nor the Fat Man is clearly the star of that episode. Like, it's just like, ah, oh, well, this guy's a better actor yeah. than Jake. And the Fat Man can't move, I guess. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna just have him take the lead on this. I found him more compelling than either of them, personally. Uh, guys. He, I mean, he was clearly closest to the ethos of the show in terms of how misogynist he was. We, we can <laughs> so talk about Ray Sharkey. We, we'll talk about Ray Sharkey when we get to the finale. I need to read some ridiculous things from his Wikipedia page. Can't wait. But we got we to gotta talk about we, Greg Brady. Is it Greg? Yeah, Mike Brady. Mike Brady. Mike Same Brady. Thing. 
this another aide on his staff is stalking his, the woman he's having an affair with in her apartment and then kills her. He well, the, that's yeah. what happens when you make it so that um, one of your aides is like a guy who will become a Batman villain. Yeah, like that guy. That guy is is getting knocked into a vat of acid away from <laughs> you know proclaiming himself the prince of a crime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. I'd watch a show where he's the antihero. Yeah, <laughs> his, his his main campaign staff are a woman he's sleeping with and a guy who's psychopathically or psychotically obsessed with him. That and seems like most campaign staffs, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this could I, I'd believe that people are judged on this or whatever. Like, I don't yeah. know. I was going to say, I would venture um, to say, any politician that you have heard of has done this. This is the Anthony uh, Weiner story. <laughs> <laughs> the Anthony Weiner story is so much more innocent than this. What? No one died. I'm was, sure people died. <laughs> he was just taking pictures of a crotch bulge. People died <laughs> because of that crotch bulge, faces. dude. Absolutely. How embarrassing is that? If you can you if you had a Call of Duty style like replay of like events that led up to your death or whatever, and it was like, yeah, it started because Anthony Weiner was texting photos of his crotch bulge <laughs> with like a winky emoticon. Do you know? And what? that's why you're here. <laughs> that sucks. You know what? I think I just realized that this the pilot of this show passes the Bechtel test because because the woman the fair woman goes home and turns on her answering machine fair and her mother is like you never talk to me <laughs> what are you doing so busy there <laughs> <laughs> busy being a political aide I just need to talk to you. That's technically a woman. Um, well, that's only if you don't include the addendum that both women have to be named. Okay. Which is one of the things uh, that I think was maybe originally in there. she named in the credits? I guess that's what... <laughs> a fair woman's mom. Yeah, anyway, she gets straight murked by this guy again? who's yeah. obsessed with... <laughs> beats me. Uh, let me see if I can no, pull the it up. Woman, the woman... The, not the mom. The woman. Yeah. I know. Beats me. Let me see if I can pull it up. It's not Susan Williams. Libby. It's like Libby. Libby. Played by Claire Wren, who is also on Jag <laughs> and NYPD Blue. Sure. Wow. That's a, it's, a, and it's a living. Steel and Lace is her top. Is, uh, that, a, is that a softcore porn? That sounds like a softcore porn. Uh, a rape victim returns from, her, from the dead to seek vengeance on her rapists in this gory horror okay, film. She's the not lead. that. Okay. Um, Revenge thriller. Sure. Yeah, all right. Yep. Um, probably more entertaining than this. The the uh, man goes and stalks her once, and then later kills her, and does it without the permission or request of the senator. And it's just like I just thought it was what was best for you. I thought it would be best if someone close to your yeah. campaign mysteriously died, very close to when <laughs> that like so it, does, that so it like doesn't a, get blown up by the that like a lot of it's a lot of people. Like, no, like people know if you know, other people know, you know, like, and if, if you're like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. it's an, it's a, it's a known secret that this guy's having an affair with this woman. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> Whoops. That'll, <laughs> that'll fix it. Yeah. It turns out, I think this guy actually just wanted to kill. Don't we all deep no. within us? Not really. Somewhere in our souls. You can't access that part of your, of your mind. The darkest corner. So annoying. You ever done that? Never. <laughs> You've never stayed up late pondering. Could I? I mean, Stephen, you're the only one who's admitted I could get away with murder on on a podcast before. Yeah, for sure. But I guess that's different than saying that part of you wants to. 
I just like letting Travis uh, spiral there. <laughs> <laughs> the deepest, darkest never. recesses of your brain? You never thought? Never. Huh. You've never considered how easy it is to take a life. Anyway, so so in addition to killing the in addition to killing the woman to advance this senatorial candidate's career, he also you know, tells him as much and is like, and don't call the police because I also made it look like you did. Yeah. <laughs> like if you Yeah, if this you guy's do, motivation like, must be that he wanted your came, to your kill. Your career will be tanked. You're in I kind of feel like maybe he he just was jealous he personally wanted to have sex with the senator. I I, I, I did yeah, want to mention also that he like he, he murdered in the classic I'm going to put the knife up as high as I can to come down on you way, which I always think is very yeah, silly. Get as much force as you can. You got to you got to you got to put it yeah. as high as possible so we know exactly what's happening when the camera cuts away. Well, have you ever like swung an axe? You want that range of motion to get the full blow. It's exactly the same as that. Yeah. Well, you can tell Stevens never thought about the physics of what it would take to kill someone. <laughs> Matt, you said Matt, uh, you said swung an axe. Have you seen the John Wick Four trailer no, where I he throws seen. an axe so hard at someone's and it hits him in the face that the guy goes flying backwards? Love it. <laughs> uh, and then there's also the knife fight. There's the there's the uh, the sword slash uh, gunfight with Donnie Yen. Yeah, which I is heard about that, but like, I haven't seen it yet. Travis is Travis is going to need to watch this film like completely alone in, in like isolation for that yeah, scene. Yeah, in a sensory deprivation chamber. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... You're you're gonna be like everyone, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so we're in a predicament here. Uh, what even happens next? There's not a Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, no, Wikia, is there? What? Not fan what? Of <laughs> if there was, that would I would Jake report and the them. Fat fans. Hey, Are they out there. <laughs> I'm reporting you to the police in addition to anyone who makes this. <laughs> Fucking depraved. <laughs> Is it like on the Matlock wiki? <laughs> on the Diagnosis Murder wiki, yeah. I, at, at an unholy website, which is the exact... It is the exact same fucking text as Wikipedia. Okay. But it is... At, there is a page at cbs.fandom.com. <laughs> I'm just a fan of CBS and their <laughs> yeah, it's, properties. It's the, uh, the Rob Lowe. Um, it is exactly uh, the Rob Lowe NFL, NFL, NFL hat. <laughs> I just love CBS. I was gonna, Six, I, 60 I, minutes. Matt, I was literally going to say football, that. <laughs> Jake and the Fat Man. Young Sheldon. All of them. Give it all. I'm now me. at the uh, Where Are They Now page uh, that somebody did. And I just wanted just to be scrolling. And it's like, dead. Dead. Oh, like half the people that were on the show like died in 1994. It's like insane. Oh. <laughs> the show ended, and they all just fucking keeled over. They, they gave their hearts for it. Uh, and Travis, they, how do you they, feel about they the were fact all that they by a blonde senator's assistant, Brent? Brent. Okay, I guess Joe Penny is still alive. Also, he's English. Sorry. Travis, how do you feel about the fact that when they moved to um, Hawaii, Hawaii, Joe Perry, uh, Joe Penny, sorry, not Perry, Joe Perry. <laughs> Was Jeff Perry on the show? Joe Penny lost a large amount of weight, which led to many rumors about his health, including the possibility that he had AIDS. But in actuality, he suffered from a gastrointestinal virus. And very having, relatable. Well, not a virus, but very relatable. Yeah, having having difficulty. People being like, "Oh, did you lose weight? You look nice." I'm like, "I feel terrible. My ribs are showing. We have a problem with body image in this country." <laughs> oh, oh, oh! He said it. That was the he said it. 
Wow. Well, so, how could we possibly have a problem with body image in this country? And I now this is where if I've been not lazy, I will I will have sent Matt the supercut of Travis saying somebody looks terrible. <laughs> Get actually no, we are the ones who are like, I can't look at Pendulette. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Pendulette issues are less things that he can't control and it was mostly his own choices. <laughs> he does make some way. weird choices. <laughs> uh so <laughs> So one of the things I, th- I found quite fun about this episode was that a lot of the scenes take place in like his campaign headquarters where there are, you know, people phone banking or whatever I imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, where he gave the speech at the beginning, you know, that set. And every single time there's one of those scenes happening, there is music, which I imagine to be, mm, I'll remember this word someday, Ian. Non-diegetic. No, I imagine to be diegetic. It seems like it's diegetic, where it's just like American Grandstand, like... No, American Grandstand. America out here grandstanding. Three cheers for the red, white, and blue, or whatever. Yeah, they just play Battle Hymn of the Republicans. So, like, imagine... Just think... I just think to yourself about working eight hours in a day in a place that was playing that music all day, every day. Just wanted to put you there for a second. So, so as far as campaign songs go, would you rather have that or, um, don't or you do it. Don't, don't you say it. There are two that I'm thinking of. The first one is, uh, is of course fight song. No, I got oh, okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. why is, why is that an ACDC cover of my high hopes? <laughs> <laughs> that would rock. I got a <laughs> That's a Teen Girl Squad cover. And then, every, Girl Squad every, every, and then the dance is just everyone doing the Angus Young duck walk. That's just the Chuck Berry duck walk. Uh, no, uh, Travis, uh, uh, not everyone can do that. That's ableist of you to say that that's... <laughs> I'm getting the big knife, by the way, what's for the saying other, that. What's the other one, Matt? Uh, fight song. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't know he got it right. Maybe the ultimate punchline song that just in and of itself conjures an entire world. Matt's never going to get married because he knows that if he does, I'm going to pay the DJ to play fight song, even if Matt is the DJ himself. (laughs) Somebody's salad gets cold at some point. Um, Yeah, I was like, I don't have any notes on this other than like after midnight sucks. And then oh, I really that's why that was stuck passing. in my head. Yeah, it was yeah, an in, it was the intro it. to Jake. He was just singing I, after midnight. I missed the trope of a fat cigar chomping guy. Yeah, we don't have those anymore. Yeah, well, it's because they don't let him smoke in Disney things, this, and that's this, the only media this, we get. I'm glad we did this because it really felt like St. Elsewhere, and that they got so much better at this genre, both did, in yeah. this show alone and as a whole. Like, this first episode was really messy as far as, like, procedurals go. I needed... I needed more of the fat man. Yeah. I definitely needed more of the fat man. We got plenty of Jake in episode one. This was really in between a crime procedural and Columbo in that, like... In that, like, they find out who it was, like, halfway through. Not at the the end of the episode or the beginning. Yeah, it was like it was halfway through, and then it was the like, and it, like the like, first run, the first hunch that they have, they're right about. Yeah, and and 
somebody said one more thing at one point. Yeah. Which I was one like, one more oh, thing I almost forgot. And I was like, shut, get out of here. You can't just, you can't just it use was, Columbo lines and think that you're Columbo. It was so lame to just have it be like, you know who did it? And you're like, yeah, okay. And then it's like, also, they pretty quickly know who did it. Yeah. And now we're just going to do a. They're like, signs point to this guy. We're just going to do an unnecessarily complicated con to reveal who did it. By planting a fake address for Kyle's condo in in a drawer for the guy to get. So he runs to it and then plants stuff there. And then they do a sh- they do the kangaroo court. I like the idea. Like, yeah. I like the idea of uh, the fat man being the Tom Cruise role in A Few Good Men. Never saw it. I haven't seen A Few Good Men. It's, it's the attorney. You know, he's the one, you know. You know. I, I, think I, hand, I think I deserve the truth and all of that, you know. He's the one who, he's the one who can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of Jack Nicholson shouting at the fat man. And he's like, you need me on that wall. And then it would just, instead of cutting back to, like, young Tom Cruise, it cuts back to a sentient Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> All right. I'm you sorry, said I just can't take the show Italian for sp- beef sandwich. I'm pretty sure verbatim about Dennis Franz and NYPD Blue, too. Dennis Franz yeah, is just sorry. a better version of this. Yeah, oh, 100%, yeah, that's what it is. 100%. Dennis, the, you should the have the mar- seen the fat the, man's yeah. ass. <laughs> they market corrected the fat man with Dennis Franz. They were like, what did the fat man? But also, he was short. <laughs> like, the fat man, he's big, but also small. You know, before you got on here, I briefly mentioned Assy McGee because it was kind of parodying this type of show. So I feel like that's the next logical step of that one. If you made a sequel series. Mm-hmm. Why do we always want to see? We were talked about seeing the Hulk's dick. Why? What? What is with <laughs> the us? Hulk's what is wrong hits. with us? <laughs> we need God. We're just curious. <laughs> Did you say the Hulk? You know, the Hulk, the Hulk, I mean, people, everyone wants to see the Hulk stick. Like, the whole thing of his pants always still managing to ha- stay on is, yeah. you know, just has always begged so many questions. Yeah. It's just like if you went to a party and <laughs> there's the alien that can change your life. <laughs> <laughs> or you can see the Hulk's uncut penis. What if it's the a 50-50 uncut, split, what if which the one people are going to bet. I really like the idea that Bruce life. Banner is circumcised, but the Hulk is not. <laughs> it's a regenerative factor. It's, uh, it's yeah, the Hulk regens. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the Hulk should be, and Banner is not, and when he like expands, it like yeah. rips off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, "I'm circumcised." I was I was asked by a trans woman in front of about a hundred people yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, if I was circumcised um, as part of a comedy show. I like that the most the, the hardest part for you to recall of that was when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rest of it's fairly self-explanatory. No, That's it's the just, part it's that, just funny to be like, I always ask this question yes, yesterday. No, yeah, yeah. And then I just, and then, and then when I answered that I was and talked about how it is weird that when I'm in a room with naked men, uh, I my penis looks different. Uh, I was given free underwear, sponsored by the uh, Fruit of the Loom, which now brings us to our first ad read. Yes, are we getting a MeUndies? Is this a <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was so bizarre. It was sponsored by this. It was like, okay, what if Bavada had a pair of underwear and sponsored a comedy festival in a park? It was. It's called. It's called Patty Power, but they're like Ireland's biggest betting company. Oh. Ireland's biggest betting company is called Patty Power. That's some Riley Riley shit. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> they need to cool out. Yeah, Google Patty, Patty Power. Power. Google it. I believe not, you. You guys again, keep. Th- Steve, I you don't want to be prompted with ads to gamble on on Gaelic. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Patty Power. PP. Oh, is that what that stands Football, for? Horse racing games. Wow. Uh, it also has a UK. Di- it also has a UK division. Its international business operates in Malta. So when I use I Hyperbeam five times, I'm out of Patty Power. Yep. Oh God! Oof. You're out of the luck of the Irish. <laughs> Honestly, congrats on <laughs> that's using. What, that's what Pokemon <laughs> Mana is. Honestly, congrats on using Hyperbeam five times with the recharge. But I, I. Well, I've been in a I, cave for seven days. David Power's son, whose name happens to be Patty Power, is a marketing spokesman for the company. What? <laughs> yeah, he was one of the one of the co-founders. Uh, he was a bookie named David Power, and he merged with two other shops. And then he named sorry, his son. And then he named his son companies. after the fucking brand. No, his, his son was already named that. His son was like fourteen. So he named, he named the, the brand, brand after, after his, his son. fucking son. <laughs> well, that's sweet if you think about More it. Certainly, it's not sweet. Brands are disgusting. It's like Wendy's, but for gambling. Patty Power has drawn criticism in the past for offering controversial markets, such as odds on the first species to be driven to extinction by the BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) 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 On a prospective assassination of Barack Obama, and on the potential extinction of the polar bear in December 2009. So I was recently uh, interviewed for a job at Patty Power. This is real. And... um, uh, you know, I was just having the conversation. They asked me a bit about sequel, blah, blah, blah. Part of the interview, I shit you not, one of the weirdest things to happen in an interview, interview to me ever was he was like, hey, yeah, so you know what we do, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you're like, good with that, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, you know, this is a really interesting thing that should probably happen at every interview where they're yeah. like, we're all going to establish that what we do is morally bad and we're all you you know you know right you know about that okay let's move on it was very eerie it was eerie to have that happen during a job interview is so long Uh, i that's one of the best things is one of it's welcome to a welcome to a weirdly reoccurring feature on this podcast where we stumble upon the weird length of a controversy section (laughs) so they had a for a wikipedia page something tangentially related to what we were talking about this one's so tangential one (laughs) show sight impaired footballers kicking a cat i'm sorry Uh, one of their their ads was wait time out time out i'm sorry i need you to say that again Patty Power's advertising campaigns have also been criticized. One showed sight impaired. One showed sight impaired footballers kicking a cat. Okay, uh, so this is this is the this is the Jack Donahue. We need to find something that's offensive to all people. <laughs> they have also uh, they received hundreds of complaints in 2012 when the company released an advertising campaign to distinguish the stallions from the mares by placing transgender women in the crowds of the Cheltenham Festival. Um, what? Let's see. Uh, they during UEFA Euro 2012, Danish forward Nicholas Bentner celebrated a second goal by lowering his shorts and lifting a shirt to reveal a pair of Paddy Power underpants to the disgust of the national team sponsor Ladbrokes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Ladbrokes. Uh, Ladbrokes is a competing. Uh, Ladbrokes is a competing gambling company. How did become a broke lad? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the most. 
The most ever complaints in history were made to the United Kingdom Advertising Standards Authority via an online petition launched for Patty Power to withdraw an offer for betting on the outcome of the Oscar Pistorius trial. Um, <laughs> hey, Stephen, so are you okay with what you do, with <laughs> what they do? Look, that's not relevant. I don't have the job. <laughs> I'm just, well, what did you say at the time? Oh, I Would said, you like to read? I said, I said nah, yes, yeah, but nah, like... Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said nah. Yeah, I'm not okay with what you do. <laughs> yeah, so they don't speak Midwestern. No, I I do want to take a second to say you you did say <laughs> Yeah? You wanna take a second? We are seventeen levels deep on the Jake and the Batman tangent. I did wanna say you said tangentially related. We started talking about we started talking about Dennis Franz, we started talking about Dennis Franz ass, then we started talking about the Hulk's penis, then we started talking about my penis, then we started talking about a comedy show that was sponsored by Patty Power. Then we started talking about the Patty like like the, the word tangent is it's used very loosely here. Like, <laughs> yeah, that needs to be. I don't know. Should we just go to the second episode? Like, what else is there? Uh, they got the guy with the sham trial. Yeah, and then the. What do you guys watch more, Jake and the Fat Man? Kyle, Kyle's wife, like, walks out of the room. There is, there is, so disgusted. That's the last that shot is yeah. There is an awful yeah. lot of entrapment. Like, they really do trick people into confessing a lot. So you know what happens is yeah. they they. He asked if he can go speak to the guy who they now have gotten a confession from as as like, you know, as someone who knows about it. And mm-hmm. then he he's like, oh, you should go to my whatever my condo. And he takes the he takes the bloody shirt that he was wearing when he killed the woman, runs to the condo, breaks in and comes out of it and says, oh, I was told to leave this, or told to take this away from the condo, you know, uh, off the floor, but they were like, we actually switched the condos, and the one you broke into didn't have a bloody shirt, and we know it for sure. And then he was like, oh, no! And then he reached over the table to try to, I don't know, choke your man, the senator? I wanted to kiss him. Sorry. Well, those things are mutually exclusive in a lot of sexual relationships. Um... Bro, you could just. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to segue into the fucking into the finale. Um, but we 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 have other things that we need to do before we go right to the finale. Do we? Well, why did There's we ever actually say what Jake and the Fat Man is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even think we did that. It was some crime show that dude. There was a fat man. He's a DA. <laughs> Jake is the lead investigator. Ian, yeah. Ian Benson. There's Ian nothing Benson more to know. He's a controversial figure in some circles, but he's one of the best men that I know. His memory is unmatched, and he can make a mean cassoulet. <laughs> Travis Marmon? He's a big sweetie. And then it's a super cut of Travis saying really mean things. <laughs> Matziani, don't ask me how he affords his lifestyle. <laughs> and Stephen Doughton? Well, some people seem to like him. <laughs> And they're all mine. That's right. It's as you know. <laughs> there you go. We can place that over the put that over the at the beginning. And now, can you do the opening narration of this finale episode? That was also oh crazy. God. That was like, we need more Mickey Daytona. Uh, yeah, this is actually fucking awesome. Keep on <laughs> keeping on. We need you. Yeah, it was. It was like an old timey radio, <laughs> like 
Did anyone answer the question of if they would war- watch more Jake? No. If and it were on, Man. yeah, sure. No. Like if I were just like idly watching TV and there was just some fucking procedural on, there's and better procedural to be Jake and the Fat Man. Sure. Of course. If I ran a dive bar, was, this not, might be on on mute in the background. Right, it's not important. What if it was for Fat a procedural? Man. Jake and the Fat Man. That's what it looks like. It, it just it does bother me. That's one word. But so is Batman. Yeah, but like his name is Batman. It's weird when it's the Batman <laughs> until the one. But like, <laughs> Wait, I don't understand the yeah, difference. I don't, I don't there. know. I, I really like Superman it. or whatever. But like, they're just calling. He's he's a man who is fat. And like his nickname, the Fat Man, and it's one word. I don't know. Bothers me. Travis, are you saying that if I called you like the short man, you wouldn't like that? But I'd like it even less if you were like, and it's one word, so it looks like Shortman, like Arnold's last name. <laughs> Is Arnold's last name Shortman? A fish canonically, yes, and that's like the reveal of like, because his grandpa's always calling him Shortman, his last name is actually Shortman. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Is that in the movie or something? I believe, I believe so, or in like one of the that's late like, things so about his parents. It's like a, or it might be one of those like reveals that's not spoken, but is like shown in text. <laughs> It's whatever, so good. like Boomhauer being a Texas Ranger or whatever. I'm reading now the opening narration. Not opening narration, sorry. The opening uh, where there's the news article with Mickey Daytona. Right? Yes, yeah, homicide uh-huh. detective Michael Mickey Daytona da Silva was wounded Monday in an early morning shootout which left three alleged gang members dead. Da Silva was admitted to county hospital with bullet wounds to the abdomen and leg. His condition was listed as serious. And this is while they're doing this, it's just like... He's in hot water again. He's nicknamed Mickey Daytona because he like races through every obstacle. Detective De Silva forms support group for victims of violent crime. So is Mickey Daytona the 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 main guy in this? Like the guy who gets the most screen time in this episode? Yeah, is that who Mickey Daytona mm-hmm. is. Okay. And for some reason, this article that um, why that is he why is he the focus of this episode? Because they definitely were backdoor piloting a thing about this guy. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And he died of AIDS shit. the next year. Wow. Is he the lead of diagnosis murder? No, he died no. of AIDS in 1993. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the second article that they have uh, about um, Mickey Daytona, uh, it starts with them talking because, you know, they, they, they were... They didn't expect somebody to be watching this years later with the ability to pause and read what the article actually says. So it starts and it's just like homicide detective, Michael Da Silva, yada, yada, yada. And then very quickly, it just becomes a variety of something that was copied over and talks about like Boris Yelston and a Black Sea f- fleet and like armies in uh, Ukraine. Okay. I was hoping for Lorem Ipsum or the, or the classic um, print version of the Onion one that was always... Passerby were astonished by the unusual amounts of blood repeated over and over again. Homicide uh, detective Michael Da Silva, an, outso- an outspoken supporter of crime victims and the scourge of lenient judges. <laughs> yeah, uh, cop killer behind bars. Da Silva suspended for excessive force. Mickey Daytona, keep on keeping on. They use the phrase politically sensitive police chief when describing all of this guy and his uh, oh, yeah. totally sick actions. I love 1992. Uh, Mickey Daytona. Da Silva addresses victim rights rally. DA says, muzzle him, in quotes. And he, calls, <laughs> he calls the judge a moron, and then he's like, what I should have said was, the decision was moronic. And you're like, wow. 
This guy doesn't take shit from anyone. Yeah, he's a fucking loose cannon. Mickey, Mickey De Silva, we need you. Is so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, why are you talking like he's the fucking like uh, Green Hornet? Like, Where have you gone? <laughs> Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation <laughs> turns its lonely eyes to you. Yeah, so it's, it sets up this that's radio right. serial. That's that's right. Mickey Daytona has gone away. I would love. It just like, feels like I, she's sponsored by Ovaltine. <laughs> This would be fun. Like, I don't know. I, I hated the guy, but like them trying to spin off a show that always opens with this dude. I could listen to this dude narrate fucking anything. That's just like a horrible uh, old timey radio voice setting up like modern crime drama shit. I should put this guy uh, on yeah. CSI. Yeah, I'm trying to think of modern crime drama. CSI Cyber specifically. <laughs> An online baby auction has terrorized the nation. They've been casing these babies for weeks, says one source. I'd been communicating with her over text and email. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> Multiply the numbers, yo. Organize the numbers. Rearrange the numbers, Sorry to Bow Wow for messing that up. That's show we've watched. Nothing will beat that. Nothing's ever going to beat that. Oh God! I love Ted Danson. <laughs> Who should have been? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of all of the better ways um, the that they could have just improved Jake and the Fat Man, and having anyone with charisma other than the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the the guy in the finale has charisma. He's Is the first the person least to have charisma. This guy? Yeah, he Is, no. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but. <laughs> Or are you talking about Mickey Daytona? Sorry. I'm talking about Ma- Mickey Daytona. I like, can't get over that that's his name. Mickey Daytona compared to Jake and the Fat Man has... I mean, the Fat Man does have some charisma. Let's, yeah. not, let's not get around that. Yeah. But, like, you know. Do you think they Travis, ever were in the he, same room oh. in this show? <laughs> it's not called Jake with the Fat Man. <laughs> Jake versus the Fat Man. Matt, they're in the same room, but I can say this just because I've seen things like Thor Ragnarok where it's very clear at no point was anyone in the same room, and it really does show. Some season four of Rust Development. Yeah, season four of uh, Rust Development. Take Nataro and Army of the Dead. That the first scene of this is at a strip club that's playing like like Eastern folk music or something. This is uh, an incredibly this believable cop bar for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just you're just like what's what's the deal with that place? And you're like, yeah, it's Polish. You, you know, it's uh, cops go there. There's a tits out woman, and you're gonna hear polka all the time. Yeah, uh, and you've got guys saying things like, "All right, <laughs> or like, look at know. those games." I, I haven't been to a strip club, so maybe this is what it's like. You uh, think Travis has famously, Travis has famously right. said, "A guy going, all right, baby." <laughs> We should make a field trip. Buddy to Garrity's co- there getting a fight. Imagine yeah. how Travis, much you would just like, like hold should- on. Everyone shut the fuck up. I want to hear Steven's field trip suggestion based <laughs> on what the start of this conversation has been. I'm saying we should make a field trip to a to a cop strip club. Or at least a strip club as like as like a, you know, it's just there's so many. It just seems like the sort of thing that would that would really influence our ability. It's it, w- it would be the equivalent of when the four of us went to the Northwestern game versus Wisconsin. It's just so relevant to the podcast that we're having. <laughs> like, oh like, yeah, well, we instincts, can only go take o- instincts take over, and I rush the stage at the end. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> this isn't right. <laughs> we can only go to a strip club. We're, we're all just going. Dies. <laughs> no, one of us. One of us has <laughs> to die. The, the bell tolls is playing in part over and over again. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, why is uh, Machine Head playing so much every time a stripper comes out? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're, they're definitely head. in. Uh, there have definitely been stripper teams to Machine of Head. Course. Push, I imagine. Yeah. Of course, of <laughs> course. Again, <laughs> again, the. <laughs> The Sofia Coppola movie somewhere opens with a strip routine set to uh, My Hero by Foo Fighters. And I watched it for the first time, like, the day after Taylor Hawkins' death, and I was like, "Mm, it feels different now. And then Trevor's like, you know, he didn't actually drum on that song. To which I say, I I will end you, good sir. So anyway, it's this very sad cop bar strip club. It's for like somebody's, is it a retirement party or like a 60th birthday? It was one of the other. Uh, y- yes. Yeah. He turned 60 and he's retiring. Okay, it was both. It's a, it's a time in America where you could retire at 60. Yeah. If and you're, well, if you you're, if if you're, you're an old cop, pig, like, you can still retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't know how many deals he cut for like extra money on the side and, you know. He's probably Yeah, anyway, they got, a, they got a classic uh, stripper popping out of a cake. She did a uh, headstand. There were 60 written on her axe. Her hair caught on fire. On her axe? She had an axe? <laughs> That's kind of badass. <laughs> imagine. Okay, a lumberjack okay, themed okay, stripper. Okay. It's the big cake, and you're just like, okay, so like a woman's going to pop out of the cake, and instead she fucking beats her way out with an axe while shouting, here's Johnny. Who's into this? Come on. Yeah. Fellas, don't lie to me. Yeah. It's I turn around. Good. All my friends are there, but they're wearing bear costumes. It's so interesting uh, that that... What, that what started as a reference is now the most referenced thing for that movie. Like it's like that is a reference to a pop culture thing, but now yes. here's Johnny is more associated with The Shining. Anyway, I'm the first yeah. person to bring that up. <laughs> I was about to say Steven has discovered semiotics. What does what does yeah, McLuhan have to say about this? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, anyway, Mickey Daytona comes in and then he. Spilled a beer on the stripper. He or whatever, throws, a, he throws a pitcher of beer onto oh, the stripper her because her hair is on fire. Yeah. What a good meat cute. Yeah, and he keeps calling her lady. Yeah, like the, the only she reason it's a problem is because he's calling her lady. He could have played it off and been like, "Hey, but you're well, not uh, you're not on fire anymore." It's 1992. This is the most respectful thing <laughs> he could possibly do. Yeah, I don't know. This is just being Italian, I assume. Yeah, uh, and so she. <laughs> She runs Sorry, out of the I didn't throw it on you because you were on fire. Yeah. I just, I just kind of tossed beer on broads. That's just what Matt. We are do you getting worried because York. it seems like there's something that's affecting America's great Italian American character actors? <laughs> I think they're just getting old. <laughs> there's a Godfather actor in this episode. Uh, I really liked how. So after the, the oh, stripper runs time. out and disappears, is it? Uh, oh, it is. Uh, Mickey Daytona. He goes out and he's like, as if he's calling a stray cat. He just keeps going, lady. Hey, lady. Lady. Hey, lady. Yeah, I'm just like, she's not going to answer. Like, no one answers to this. Uh, but he doesn't find her because she is dead in a dang ditch. And we watched a really great quality version of it. So it wasn't like I was watching this and had a second where I'm like, is that, is that her? Is she dead? Is she <laughs> is wearing a weird a mask? Corpse? Is, is she wearing a really weird, do they put a weird mask on her? That's. I almost said that's Jake and the Fat Man. Like we finished the episode. No. Well, we finished with Jake and the Fat Man because it's all about Mickey Daytona. Yeah. This is this the least that is this the least we've gotten the main characters on a show? So little. I mean, there's been stuff where the characters change out entirely, yeah. like skins. But we still had we a had major main character across those episodes. Yeah, it wasn't about some random supporting guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the last well, scene of the, dark, the Fat right Man. So they, like they go and 
I don't know. They track down this dude, and they, like, tackle him to the ground. Mickey does. And it turns out that this dude is, like, the legal counsel for something. Of course, he has all the legal protections that come with being that guy. And the fat man in his one scene chews out Mickey, Daytona, and Jake. And then the fat man and Jake basically are gone. Yeah. They're like, I'm taking Jake off the case. Jake goes so to dinner. He does. He has dinner with he shows up at dinner. Mickey's dad. Who is the guy who was on The Godfather? Ah, uh, that's the guy. Which in- Godfather character is he? Oh, God. Okay, hold on a second. I just recognized him as someone who was like, Michael! Um, Michael, he's he's he it was the actor was Michael Vincenzo Gazzo. Uh, he was nominated for the Academy Award for his role in The Godfather Part Two. Who did he? This man was nominated for the Academy Award. The Godfather Part Two. Who's he playing Godfather Two? Uh, he's he uh, Frank uh, Pengelly. Um, he's just one of the trusted associates. He's the he's the guy that they bring in because. Um, I can't remember which character it was. Clemenza, I think, maybe is the one. Where it's the guy who played Clemenza was just like, yeah, 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 I'll come back for the second one. Maybe it's not Clemenza. But there was some act- money or something? Uh, yeah, and it was just like, oh, I want tons and tons of money. And they were like, By the no. way, uh, have you guys seen Ray Sharkey's IMDb photo? No. No. <laughs> it's a picture of him in some movie or another falling down on roller skates. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> Did you know that Ray Sharkey... Um, co-starred in the uh, the film Wired, which is a 1989 movie starring Michael Chiklis. Wow, as John Belushi. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the nods, <laughs> the silence of the nods. Yes, uh, it is a yes. 1989 movie uh, adapting a 1984 book by Bob Woodward. Great. Yeah. Where Michael Chiklis stars as Belushi. Yeah. And that seems very reasonable to me. Ray Sharkey plays a Puerto Rican angel who meets Belushi after his death in the morgue and shows mm-hmm. him the error of his ways. Yeah. Okay. This is after Ray Sharkey has won a Golden Globe for his performance in the film The Idol Maker. Sure. I like the idea of dying of like a heart attack after like years of cocaine abuse, and then an angel being like, "So here's where you fucked up. It was doing a lot of cocaine." Ray Sharkey was in a movie called The Idol Maker, made by Taylor Hackford. Is that a, that sounds like a, a teen drama actress? Uh, he directed An Officer and a Gentleman and Ray, and he's been uh. married to Helen Mirren since 1997. That's why mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's about a uh, a rock promoter and manager, uh, and it has uh, Peter Gallagher as a character named Guido. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to watch this. Uh, so yeah, that's just uh, some Ray Sharkey facts. I don't know. Um, anyway, so it turns out that the kill the killer is the serial rapist who's also like a horse breeder. Yeah, and he gets horse. Drugs. And what, but he's also the the counsel for the police chief. Yeah. Yeah, and he Mickey is, Montana. He's very well or whatever protected. Whatever his name is. Yes, and he own, and he owns like a gynecologist. I chair, thought it was yeah, basically. Well, I mean, like something yeah. with stirrups. And, yeah, I guess uh, this is pre like Craigslist or eBay, so I guess that's a little bit more difficult to get than I think it would be yeah. now. Yeah, and Mickey, what's his name that I'm forgetting? Daytona. 
Daytona. It's remember that it's Mickey Daytona. I, I, I said, like I said, Daytona. normal, normal Mickey, human detective, Mickey, Mickey Daytona. Um, uh, they, he just likes to beat up people. He just loves to punch people as a cop. Yeah. Wow, chairs with stirrups are way more expensive than I thought. What are you making a sex dungeon? This guy or? was committed. They're like four thousand dollars on Amazon. What are about these Herman right, Miller on, chairs? Have you looked on like Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> One fifty. There you go. I don't know. Some things just even on Facebook Marketplace are uh, are expensive. Polygraph machines, soft serve machines, still expensive. I still think we should try and get a polygraph machine. I agree. I, I look sometimes. My dad discouraged me from trying to get a polygraph machine. Discouraged you? Why? Um, they're inadmissible. I remember. Well, they are inadmissible, but they're all the, like <laughs> he's saying like the ones that we would need to be able to get anything from would be outrageously expensive. I have noticed that. There's like shitty USB polygraph machines, but that's not that's not what yeah. I'm looking for. <laughs> You put, yeah, let me just set up the polygraph test, and then you just whip out a MacBook and you plug in immediately. You're like, yeah, this is gonna go re- great. All right, four hundred bucks for for this one. This looks pretty legit. It looks pretty legit. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, yes. Uh, well, Anyways, um, this guy's drug- this guy's drugging women and putting in the chair and putting on this weird Airsats Primus music, and then being like, it's good and to dance too. And he does and the such a he does the Matt drug Smith dance from Morbius. And then uh, have sex, have sex. Yeah, Yeah, he. It's just so weird because then later, like, Mickey is immediately like they they find the guy, and then he goes, and they need it. It can't be just that the woman's heart collapsed. What was the deal about the coroner talking about how she had a heart attack? He was like, we can't. uh, I can't go after this guy with a precedent that she died of a a drug overdose. You need there needs to be the the medical examiner said that her aorta was crushed. Yeah, it, lo- it was like a Dixie yeah. cup, crushed like a Dixie cup. And then he tells the he tells the coroner who just won't lie to help him do the case. He's like, "How old are your How old are your daughters? Like like sixteen, eighteen? When this guy you know you know has his way with them, you'll be his pimp." And the guy's like, "Come on, man! Like that's really <laughs> why you got really not like necessary. This. this is a very shitty thing to say." Yeah, they eventually figure out who this guy is. They confront him on his horse farm. And then the guy, you know, first denies it and then basically admits it because he knows they got nothing. Uh, and he goads Mickey Daytona into punching him. Uh, he's carrying around. Well, yeah, the frog. Fro- oh, yes, a little oh, why you got frog the frog. Thing, yeah, that shoots a toy. Why yeah. you got the frog on you? Why you got the frog? <laughs> yeah, he's got a toy frog that'll shoot its tongue out, and he uses that to goad people into. <laughs> this might turn out to be one of our most like confounding episodes. People who haven't watched this, which is everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is weirdly hard to Why are you showing me this? Procedural. Can I? I want to talk about one one-off scene that we definitely blazed past, but we cannot uh, cannot skip. Go for it. When was the last time a gentleman's kiss aired on uh, aired on that television? That was cute. Like this? That was really cute. It was, little, uh, it was, was great when he's cheek. like, yeah, yeah, we got, uh, yeah, we, you know, that listen, really it's nice. nice. Yeah, with just the like, okay, I'm heading out. Thanks for the meal. Thanks for dinner. Ah. Uh, how European. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say this this does happen to me fairly often, but uh so the the most unrealistic part of this episode is when they try to bust him for loitering and he like tackles him to the ground and Jake is like don't do that. A thing that has never happened. Yeah. N- no policeman has ever No cop has ever said to another cop. 
What is he? A, what is he an officer with now? They kept. Is it like? They said that like, ah, oh, you got a new job, and it's with like. It sounded like it was a fucking sec- like. Uh, cyber security company and like a Terminator thing the way they abbreviated it and I was like what the fuck is he working for and I thought that was the thing and then he's dressed like uh, he's an untouchable because he comes out with the, the vest and the holster that's over the shoulder like he's uh, Mark Ruffalo in, uh, in Zodiac, in Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just as, if, as if he's the guy whatever Toski that they based Bullet on yeah, yeah. yeah. and Dirty Harry yeah, uh, I don't know. At some point, Mickey Detona gets tased by another cop, which is amusing. But because he was trying, trying to, to do like a happening. well, <laughs> so. yeah. So he he like went to the bar. This was to... the craziest fucking Batman gambit I have ever seen. Yeah. And like and have... and the collateral was this woman actually fucking got roofied and very close to raped. And they were just like, oh, yeah. I guess that- this woman should sue. As the time, as the like minutes came closer to like this episode ending, I was like, is this going to have like the darkest ending of like any TV show we've ever discussed uh, before they did? The answer is know, no. What you would actually expect. But like, yeah, the final victim or would be victim of like the villain. He like goes to a bar, like offers to buy her a drink. She buffs him and he's like, oh, you know, sorry, I should have. And another guy is like, is this is this guy bothering you? And she's like, no, leave me alone. Also, like. He's like, fine, chivalry is dead. And then the villain guy is like, no, no, it's my fault. I'll buy you a drink, too. And then instantly they're like best buds. And but this is all planned. Everyone is an actor. Yeah. And yeah, he drops it? He drops his Vietnam drug in the woman's drink. And then the cop guy swaps him out. So then she acts like she's been drugged. So then this guy... In front of a bunch of people, in front of a bunch of guys, and this is how cops behave realistically, so I guess we have to give Jake and the Fat Man credit. He just, like, carries her out to his car. It's such a wild ending. She just, like, slumps. It's like the end of a movie that I would recommend to you guys, where you're like, yeah, listen, the detective's there, just a woman slumps against him, and he's just like, it's okay. And then you are a single gunshot, and you're like, oh, that's the end. (laughs) Guess that's the end of Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> this needs like this needs like a Cantonese pop version of a of an eighties hit song to be something that I would be like, yeah, listen, trust me, you know. Then dreams by <laughs> Then Faye Wong sings yeah. Dreams and everyone's like, Whoa. Sort of like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, it's like, would you ever imagine a show that A has the Fat Man in its title and B co stars a dog uh ending this way? <laughs> yeah, with and neither, then neither of the main character. characters make an appearance. Yeah, like and then the series is over. <laughs> Mickey Still number one on the call sheet, Jake and the Fat Man. What a stupid show. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Fascinating. Fascinating artifact of television history. The guy breeds horses. You a frog, Mickey? Uh, a frog? Come on. You said that like that was a euphemism for something? The guy breeds horses, yeah. The guy breeds yeah, what horses. can I say? The guy breeds horses. They breed I horses, said, don't they? Your mother. There's so many good lines of <laughs> <Your this. mother. laughs> Uh Do you feel like this got concluded in a way that made you feel like the characters that you came to know and love were wrapped up? I like the idea of uh, people writing into CBS really mad that they didn't get the satisfying conclusion to the fat man's arc. So yeah, is this a classic finale where like before, like the episode before they really closed out the Jake and the fat man arc? 
I'm now also thinking, do you think there's a Mad Magazine, like, do you think, like, Mad Magazine got mad because they probably at some point called Batman the Fat Man? There was literally, a, sure there was literally was a Fat Man gambit in this episode. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> it was such a complex plan and could have gone wrong in so many ways and did. <laughs> she got roofied. Yeah, that was not I, supposed to happen. Did. But also, that was the same case in the first episode. They're like, we're going to do a sham trial for no reason. Yeah. The show is all pompous. I wonder if they do that in every episode. Yeah, maybe every episode features a Rube Goldberg machine of a uh, a a gambit to figure it out. Yeah, we got to hurt a woman in order to get this man in jail. Justice will be served. (laughs) Here's what I'll say about this show. Mickey Daytona, keep on keeping on. We need you. We need you. Where have you gone, Mickey Daytona? Thank you for joining us on Jake and the Fat Man's epi- on the Jake and the Fat Man episode of As You Know. I don't think anyone else has anything else to say about this show, right? I'm done. I'm done with the Fat Man. Jake has a Fat Man. Um, Stephen, do you have a show picked? No. Stephen, <laughs> would you like thirty seconds to, pick, to go up with a show? Oh, my God. Steven, I'm going to count to 10. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I want you to say whatever pops into your head there. Okay. Okay. I've got three choices. Okay. Yep. One. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Three. Okay. Four. Yep. Five. Yes. Six. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. Nine. I hope you're ready. Ten. Uh, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. We actually have not one. done. That's that's you know we have not done particularly much television for children. I've picked. Um, I've traditionally picked the television for children because I've done Power Rangers, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Johnny Bravo. We have not covered. A, we have not. Okay. But we have not, not done like ed, edutainment or and stuff yeah. like that. All right. Who here knows the least about Arthur? Probably Matt, right? But he's Matt. in them. Hey. Sorry. Had to be. Hey. Just, uh, Travis, you want to talk about Arthur and what you know about Arthur for 30 seconds? I could probably do that, I guess. Yeah. Give me give me everything you think you know it. about the television show Arthur starting now. Arthur is a long-running PBS cartoon adapting some children's books about uh, an anteater or aardvark who uh, briefly looked like one. And then they were like, nah, he's just a round mammal thing. Uh, and he has a sister named D.W. who becomes a cop in the end, I believe, and his friend Buster, and he's got a gay rat teacher, uh, or mouse. Uh, oh, you're right, rat. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, he did the fist meme. And that's that time. Meme. I'm sorry, it's just... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just like... And he's got a gay rat teacher. You're just like... That seems uh, that seems like both a true statement and something hurtful. <laughs> yeah, I remember the day that they announced like, that there was going to be a named gay like rat Mr. Ratner or something. Yeah. Like he's got Mr. Like Ratburn. A, Howard Mr. Ratner. Yeah, his teacher is Adam Sandler, and a, another winning dramatic role for him. So yeah, we will be back next week to talk about Arthur, which will be good since Travis is going to spend the entire time talking about how stressed he is about moving. So a TV show for babies <laughs> that's only going to be 30 <laughs> minutes long will be a nice treat for that. Thanks for listening. You can find us wherever you found us already. And then you can rate and review and tell a friend and spread this word in a way that does not require us 
having to spend money because God, we hate to do that. Except it's the only thing that brings me joy in life. Love to spend money. Steven, can you bring us home? I can't work the computer. <laughs> <laughs> we actually know that to be the truth. 